about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. There are two scriptures, you can quickly write it down so you're prepared. We're going to read 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 19 to 22. 2 Kings chapter 2, 19 to 22 and then Mark 11, 22 to 24. So the first scripture is 2 Kings chapter 2 and we'll read from verse 19 to 22. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, Please notice the situation of this city is pleasant. Notice that the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground barren. The situation looks good, but underneath it, it is bad. Many people look good on the outside, but people don't know what is going on underneath that dexterity of love and makeup and weave and, uh, uh, and shiny hairs and spike hairs and... Uh, all that kind of stuff. The situation looks good, it's pleasant, but the water is bad and the ground is barren. And he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went to the source of the water and cast in the salt there and says, thus says the Lord. What does he say? Thus says the Lord. I'm reading a very old New King James, don't worry. It says, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. God has healed you and there will be no more death or barrenness. He says, so the waters remains healed to this day according to what the word according to what remember that word is a small w not the word of god but the word of what elisha which he spoke and then mark chapter 11 verse 22 to 24 it says then jesus said to the disciples i think this is the new living translation he says have faith in God. Have faith in who? In God. I tell you the truth. You can do what? You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubts in your heart. 
we have been talking about doubt and how, and how to doubt your doubts. And today, I want to teach us on how to deal with your doubt when you find yourself in an adverse location. Uh, so today, I want to speak about you are greater than your location. You are greater than your location. Uh, um, a location like when you look into the scriptures, you will find that Isaac found himself in a location that was barren. There was famine in the land. You find out that the story we just read, they said the situation looks good, but the waters is really bad and the land is barren. But people were living in there. You would also find that Naomi and Elimelech in the book of Ruth found themselves in an adverse location. Do you understand that? When we read the scripture, the Bible says in Second King that we just read, the situation is fine, but the location is bad. Are you following what I'm saying? Have you ever gone looking for a house before and you find a beautiful house, but the location is just not good enough? Are you following what I'm saying? And you can, the, the price of the property will never go beyond the location where it is. Are you following what I'm saying? Recently, just in Sloan Square, they sold a box, shoe box, for 1.2 million. Bad house, good location. Are you following what I'm saying? Because everything is, they call it, there's a, something that goes on TV, they call it location, location, location. It's, it's, it's location. Now, these people found themselves in a good situation, bad location. Some of us are even in a bad situation, in a bad location. Um, Peter found himself in a bad situation, but also in a bad location. He found himself inside the sea and there were storms all over. Um, uh, the, 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 the location was so bad that it brought so much doubt that the location nearly defeated his position. Now, when we talk about locations, uh, locations actually can mean your job. You can find yourself in a job, in a location of a job that's not too good. Sometimes you can find yourself in a marriage. A marriage can be a location. It's a ground. When we talk about locations, we talk about the ground. So you can be in a job ground, a marriage ground. Sometimes a study or a career. You just find yourself, you loved the course. It looked like what you want. You now entered into uni and you find that it's just not lining up with what you really want. Sometimes you find yourself in a job situation where on the outside they promised you, ooh, this is good, this is nice, uh, we'll take care of you, we'll promote you, we'll even further your studies. And then you get there and you find the brother of the devil as your manager. Uh, he, 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 he didn't look that when you were uh, asking for the job. In fact, you even shared a testimony of how you guys just spoke about something else and nothing else. And then you started and suddenly you just see this demon appear. And now you're unhappy in a job that you once was happy. The location becomes very bitter. 
Sometimes you're in a financial location, a bad location. Some of it is due to our wrong spending, and some of it is due to people who have put us in a bad location. Are you following what I'm saying? And sometimes it's a church. You walked into the church, you enjoyed the church for two days. That's what they, how, how quick it takes some of people to walk out. Uh, uh, and then suddenly you find that this is what I thought was happening is not happening. I called the pastor, he didn't answer. Even the ministers didn't answer. Even the associate pastor, who do they really think they are? Mm-hmm. And then issues start to occur. Everything seems to look doubtful. Many of us, and all of us sitting here, find ourselves in a one location or the other that brings doubt into our life. In fact, people get married, their marriage is okay, between husband and wife is okay, but then they have a child location. The, ch- the children, they, they just, every time you see a phone call from school, your heart skips a beat. Whenever they say it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, parents, parents, uh, evening day, you are walking to school, even your legs are, are buckling together. Uh, and some of you are laughing, actually did that to your parents. Uh, uh, and, and you're bucking, you're thinking, hmm, what is going to, what's going to happen? In fact, some of you own up to your parents before they walk in, like, uh, it's not going to look good. Uh, and, 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 and it's, 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 you just find yourself in a bad location. Business. Ah, sometimes you put a business, you thought the location was good, but then you find out that it's not the right location, that that everything doesn't work. But God spoke to me to start the business and put the business here. Now, let's now go into some serious things. Ladies and gentlemen, young ones in the house, you must realize that the devil has what is called a territorial army in different locations in the world. I need to say, I'm not going to make you afraid, but I'm just telling you the reality. The, the, the Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 10, if you read the book of Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12 to 13, if they put it up, he talked about the battle of Daniel with the prince of Persia. The Bible says, Then he said to me, Do not fear Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself and before your God, and your words work out, I have come because of your words. Verse 13. He says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, princes, uh, came to help me, one of the archangels, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, he wasn't talking about a physical king he was talking about a prince a spiritual king that says I am in charge of this location the person the, 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 the demonic principality was so much in charge of the location that even the angel couldn't penetrate had to go back for reinforcements <laughs> and so let me just do a side, side talk on this that's why when you buy a property, when people buy a property, sometimes they call me, most people call me to come and pray in the property. It's very important that you pray, not just get excited and just dump your load in the place. Because you, number one, you don't know who was there before you got there. Uh, so some of you who just... 
Uh, some of you who just walk into a hotel room and before you know anything, you, you're, I mean, if you're married, you slip yourself off and yeah, you get out. Who slept on that bed before you go? Do you know what they have done or what has happened inside that room? You don't know what has happened inside the house. Neither do you know what has the covenant of the land which the house is upon. Neither do you understand the territorial principalities around there. And that's why people walk into a place. As you walk into place, you buy the place. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. But you buy the place. Everything looks good. And everything was good for a year or two years. But you didn't realize that there are principalities there. And suddenly break-ins. Suddenly, uh, hoodlums start coming in. Suddenly, uh, uh, motorbikes and all this kind. And the place becomes just really bad. Are you following what I'm saying? Because when you walked into the place, you refused to take charge over the territorial principalities that are there. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So when I walk into a place to bless the house, I don't only bless the house, I bless the environment around it. That your neighbors will be at peace with you. The Bible says the stones will be at peace with you. That any demonic principalities that are there before you got there, you silence in the name of Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? When I told people where our church is in Archway, they say, ah, Archway. I mean, this was, I'm not sure how long have we been here. It's quite a while, eight, nine years now. Oh, it's gone that quick, isn't it? Uh, um, by the time we got the building here, they told us about what's going on. That there were two estates here, that there, was a, there were rivals. Gang rivals in here. And it brought doubt into my heart. And so for one year consistently, the young men, we got these young men, we came together every um, Friday, once a month, every Friday, and we'll start playing from 12, 10 to 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, 1, 2 o'clock. That's where most of the young ones, we started playing every time at the, at the Harvestock School. Havistock uh, School, down there, we we'll all come together. We started by 7, then we grew to 12, then we grew to 14. And, and, and we prayed every, for one year. And towards the end of the year, when this place was still derelict and there were water, we will come into this place and likewise pray and took charge over this environment. And since we have walked into this environment, shortly after we walked into this environment, I've shared this before, but I'm sharing this again, in that one of them, one, the gang, they had a, an issue between themselves. One of them killed another person, so they, 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 and all of them were there. They got all of them and put them in prison. They've been in prison since. Because we took charge over the territory of the place. Likewise, we took charge over the neighbors. We are downstairs. There are neighbors living upstairs and around us. And to God's glory, God has brought us in alliance and peace. Why? Because it's not by power or by might. Because there are principalities before we got here. In this location, you have to learn to take charge over it. But that, where I'm sharing to, 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 to today is that most people, they fight a location. So, when a location is not good, then they move without realizing that the battle is not a location, but also a fight in your imagination. Are you following what I'm saying? So, Elimelech and Naomi in the book of Ruth fought against a location. Lot made the decision based on a location. And they 
subjected their lives to the power of the location than the validity of a covenant. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So, if the devil can make you doubt or leave your position, he has got control of your entire situation. That's why the Bible didn't say move. The Bible says stand what? Still and see the salvation. Because most of us, we feel that if we can run from a location, it can solve our problems. Without knowing that the location is not the problem, it is our position with the covenant that is the problem. Because the wind and the sea in Jesus' location still obeyed him. He didn't run away from it. He addressed it. The battleground for the enemy is not in the physical location. So start thinking about your jobs, start thinking about your relationships, start thinking about your finances, start thinking about your home, start thinking about your parents, start, start thinking about all that as a location and realize that the battleground for the enemy is not actually in a physical location but in a spiritual and mental location. This has to be dealt with before this is dealt with. Tap someone beside you and say you are greater than a location. So let, 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 let's emphasize on that word that you just said. Or say it to yourself, since the person sitting beside you didn't believe you. Say it, I am greater than a location. The way you said it, you didn't even say it properly. You can, you, can, you can punch your chest and say, I am greater than a location. You're greater than anything that is bothering you. You're greater than that relationship. You're greater than that job. You're greater than that finances. You're greater than that situation. You're greater than the things that used to bother you. You're greater than anyone else around you. Because your location doesn't determine you. You determine your location. Your marriage doesn't determine you. You determine the marriage. So the Bible says in the book of Joshua, because we've always said that, uh, 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 we've always said that, but we say it with such, with, with, with such flu, um, uh, fluid, fluidity, with, with, without any emphasis on what God is saying. The Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 3, it says, Every place upon which the sole of your feet shall tread, I have given you. So he's not saying that the location is bigger than you. You are bigger than the location because when you tread in it, it is yours. So when you put your foot in that job, that job is not greater than you. You are bigger than that location. They can't sack you unless you decide you want to leave. You following what I'm saying? I've shared this testimony over and over again, and I know you're tired of it, but I keep faith coming by hearing. So uh, when I stepped into Microsoft, Microsoft physically was greater than I am. What, it was bigger than I am. Not because of the size of the company, but because of the expertise of the company. I knew nothing. Zilch. Absolutely. I had their degrees, but it was calm and deliver. And here they are. They put me in a company called Microsoft. And I must be honest with you, I doubted myself. I didn't need to doubt doubt. I had moved into unbelief at that point in time. There was no point in that. I mean, doubt might have been butter, but this was not doubt. I, I was walking into the company and my knees were shaking. I knew 
They're going to sack me in... If I last one week, that's by favor, grace, and multiplication of favor. I knew they would sort me out. This is them. This is what they do. But somehow, within that fear, as I said on Sunday, you pray with your doubts. I kind of said, no one would sack me. That I would decide to live on my own accord. I, I, I just said it, and I would teach you as we go along. Because as I stepped into the message, the Bible says, you know when you just say it, you don't really mean it. And I would teach you, just still say it. I said, wheresoever the soul of my feet that is buckling shall tread, I will possess it. 18 months down the line, I was still there. Doing nothing. As I knew nothing, I did nothing. I still say this till today. It was the well best paid duty job I've ever had. Huh? Have you paid me for... No, I, I feel guilty. I, just, just, I keep telling God, God, you, you know I'm faithful because I don't want someone to walk under me that does what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's called the favor of God. The favor of God kept me there. The words coming out of my mouth kept me there. The only reason they were paying me was because I was a good alliance between the project they were doing and Microsoft. They loved me. Their clients loved me. Not them. They loved me. So I walk in there and walk out there anytime. And when I left the place, I lie not to you, the project finished. Now... Not based on they were useless. It was just based on God wanted me there for a purpose for what I'm doing now. There's a provision for where you need to go to. But I, I walked into... Just, just imagine I walked into place and I just walked out like, I can't do this. And I couldn't. And some of you, you, you see a job description and they say, ah, that's not for me. Go for it! And the person who put it there doesn't even have that qualification. Trust me. They don't have nothing in that thing. Do it. They will ask me questions about that. How can the person ask you questions about what he does not know? And if you don't know it, bluff it. One way or the other, God will go before you. And if it's not your own job, then it's not your job. But when, when the Bible says, Wheresoever the sole of your feet shall tread upon, you will possess it. It means that your positional covenant with God and God's word is superior than the location. Are you getting anything out, out of this this evening? Because uh, uh, my, the money I earn is not my covenant. So it should not determine what I can achieve in life. Because if I'm determined by the money I earn, then that location is greater than me. I am greater than the location. So that money is not a source. That's why when Elisha wanted to heal it, he, didn't, he found the source. That money is not a source. It's the resource. The resource. The source comes from the Almighty God. It's He I go to that multiplies my resource. It's He that I go to that hooks me up with the right people. It's He that I go to that makes my agent work for me more than he will work for someone else. Are you following what I'm saying? And so we need to understand this, that you are greater than your location. Where you're located, where you're located is in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above principalities and powers of darkness. That's where you're located. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I really need to teach 
teach, teach, teach you young ones because most of the time our location is in our Instagram. Your location is in Christ. So Instagram and Facebook should never determine how far you go. The lives shouldn't determine how far you go. Yes, you're excited when you hit 1,000. I'm still on 663. It still fluctuates. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Something is really happening. Maybe I need to do some reality TV a bit. I just feel myself at home. Hey! Uh, see me, Jay, 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 you're on right now. I have no idea. So, I understand the, the thrill of it. But having said that, does that mean I'm coming to church? Uh, you people, please, every single Sunday, this is my Instagram. Get on it. For what? What are you going to do? Because some Instagram has killed some people. Good. I'm not knocking it down. Facebook, uh, uh, WhatsApp, uh, uh, give me other of those things so I'm not sued. So I said all of them. Snapchat. Is it still, Snapchat still working? Snapchat, Twitch, chat, Twitch, all the kind of stuff. I know the thrill. It's good when you have likes. It's good when you just go from 666 to 21,000. It's good. But seriously, if you're, not, if you're not careful, that becomes your location. My location, your location. You can smile about this. That your location is not in your job, it's not in your marriage, it's not with your friends, it's not in your social media. Your location is seated in Christ in heavenly places. So if God wants to take me from 663 which was the count today, uh, to 21663, that's God. But I am not moved by what I should not be moved by what I see. I should be moved by my position in Christ. So, Jesus was in a wilderness location and many of us will find ourselves in that location. We'll find ourselves in the wilderness where nobody says hi. Where nobody knows you. Where your songs are not being known. Where your artistry is not being known. Where no one's buying your paintings. Having said that, Picasso, nobody bought his paintings until he died. He was well dead, buried, bones nowhere to be seen anymore. And then suddenly, he just went from zero to... Buy one of his paintings today. The last one was sold for 78 million. Hiya! Ah, maybe I should just draw anything now. Because these days, these days I have no idea what it is. Art is madness. Maybe I should just draw something. Maybe after I die and just, maybe my, my grand-grandchildren may just stumble on it. But imagine, in his lifetime, there was nothing. Read this history, read the history of all, most of these, these painters. Nothing really happened because they were in a wilderness. And sometimes we can find ourselves in a wilderness. And Jesus found himself in a wilderness location with a hungry situation. He had people around him in a wilderness with a hungry situation. But that didn't define his position. He just decided, where is my position? It's in Christ. Do we have any food? Oh, only five loaves and two fishes. That's enough because where I am, those two fishes 
and five loaves are a what? Resource. The source is God. So let me give God this resource and let me go to the source and put salt in the source that will multiply the resource. And so he went to the source. He just got the two fishes alone. He broke it and he gave thanks. Spoke the word. Oh, I've gone before myself. Spoke the word on it and he distributed it and he fed 5,000 men. They didn't count the women because if you count how many men are in church right now, you will understand the equation. They could only count the men. They didn't count the women. They didn't even count the children. And they still had more that is left. Which Jesus said to himself, my wilderness location does not determine my position. Neither would it determine my situation. It's determined by me going to God. I may not have a job. I may not have a spouse. I may not have a car. I may not have a friend. But that doesn't define who I am. Maybe the cleaner today will be the CEO tomorrow. Are you following what I'm saying? I was kicked out of a church. Now God has given me a church. Twice I was kicked out. Once in university and then he graduated to a real proper church. And in different locations. One was when I was in exile in Nigeria and one was when I came to London. Kicked out unceremoniously. The first time they called me an antichrist. I couldn't even understand. I was way ahead of my time because the kind of people I was speaking with and the kind of people I was mingling with was this kind of people. They were not wearing scarf and all that kind of stuff so they called the women Jezebels and called me the Antichrist. I was going to lead a real stuff. I didn't understand what Antichrist meant until I read the Bible and then I started to look like, am I really the Antichrist? (laughs) But fortunately, I'd watched a film called Daemon or Demion or something like that. You know, that, well, that small boy who could do almost anything. I said, I'm not nowhere near him. Because if I have, I would have killed the person who called me the Antichrist. You know, I'll just take a small string and just start pulling it in front of me. Shata shata. So I knew I'm not the Antichrist. It's not happening. But you see, where, where they thought I would be was not where I was. I was very glad the day Pastor Kofi and Jane walked into church. They were my pastors. I was always looking up to them. They were so far ahead. Little would I know that one day, they were 20 years down the line, they would be grace in the occasion, we become very great friends. If they had treated me wrongly then, we would not be where we are today. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why beware of who you're sitting beside and beware of who comes along your path. You may never know where you will meet them. So the first step towards success is is taken when you refuse to become a captive of the environment in which you find yourself in. I'm going to repeat that again. The first step towards success is when you refuse to become a captive of the environment where you find yourself in. So no matter what sickness, no matter what disease, no matter what issue you're having, you are not defined by that. So the question is, how do I take a position against a location? How do I take a position? When I find myself in an adverse situation, adverse location, I'm talking about when you can't change it. Physically. Are you following what I'm saying? 
One dear daughter asked me a question last week that what if it's a family? So you can't change that. That's a location. What do I really do? Because many times, because you can't do nothing about it, seemingly, that thing now defeats you. And that's the reason why some women, or men now, stay in a relationship, an abused relationship. I've seen men being abused. Nowadays, I can't, before I would look at the guy, stupid, come on man, look at you, as big as you are. Beat the living daylights out of the fool. Take, take, take the devil out. But if you are trained like me that you should never touch a woman, and that devil that you just picked up by the sidewalk knew that you were trained like that, she kept beating the guy until one day one of his eyes socket was detached. Mm-hmm. He thought he could not address the location. You can take a position against your location. But I'm not going to teach you how to physically fight. I want to teach you <laughs> how to address it spiritually. Number one, very two simple things. Find a word for your location. This is where everybody's going to doze off. Find a word. Help me put up Genesis 26, 1 to 7. Let's quickly read through that before we go home. Genesis 26. Ah, gone are the days when you mention a scripture and then you hear some rattlings. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen these days. But they're still looking. You can see everyone's still looking at her. Up there. Are you ready? Are you putting it up there? They're, they're waiting for you to put it up there. Okay. Technology. So, the Bible says that, let's, let me follow the New King James Version. He says, there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Do you understand that? That's easy. He says, and Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in Jeroboam 2. He says, and then the Lord appeared to Isaac, to him, and said, do not go down to what? Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Are you following? Can you get that? The reason, let me quickly say that as we go, as we go along. The reason why he said that was because his father, when there was a famine, went down to Egypt and he prospered. And so God said, mm, don't go down to Egypt. Live in the same land where there is a famine and of which I shall tell you. He now says, verse 3, dwell in this land and I will be with you. I will bless you for you, for, for to you and your descendants I will give all the lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, verse 4. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. I will give your descendants all these lands and in the seed of all, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my law. So Isaac dwelt in Jerah. Isaac dwelt in Jerusalem. So Isaac decided to dwell there. Now in verse 12, he says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord what? Blessed him. Verse 13. The man, this is, I love this, the man began to prosper and continued what? 
prospering until he became very prosperous. Keep that verse there. That word is really funny because he says the man began to prosper. But the writer hasn't yet got to the real prosperity. He says, and he continued what? Prospering. But he still wasn't content. He says, until he became very prosperous. So, the very prosperous was different from the prospering and the prosper. Just because of one thing, the man found a word for his location. Let me give you some tiny things you can write down. The word, the word, W, the big W, the capital W. The word never consults your past to determine your future. The word never consults your past. The word did not consult Abraham's past to determine Isaac's. I was having a wonderful conversation with, with one of my sons today, and I said, God doesn't have a pattern. Oh, the way God dealt with me, yeah, I know how God deals with me. You don't. Seriously, God deals with you in the same manner. No, he doesn't. How many people in the scripture have you seen that God dealt with them in the same way? Because God that says, okay, I'll send an angel, and when the angel stirs the water, when people jump into it, it will be healed. Because everyone was following that pattern, when Jesus walked by, they were still looking for an angel, where else the source of all angels was passing by. And Jesus healed one man, and I, 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 Emmanuel, I find it really baffling. You are disabled. You're waiting for the water, for an angel to stir the water. And then here you are, you've been with your friends for 35 years disabled because you make friends in poverty. So, so, so you, you've been having a conversation with this friend and then they've now formed a community. And see, can you find out how people can so much be imprisoned to a pattern? Jesus walks by, has a conversation with one man They've been there for 35, 38 years. They see the man get up and walk. And none of you decided to run after the same man. Because they followed a pattern. I've preached this before. People are looking for the spectacular. They're looking for the miraculous. Instead of looking for the supernatural. God never consults your past. The fact that you didn't walk yesterday doesn't mean he will not still tell you to do it today and it will work. How does that affect us? It means never let your experience dominate your faith. Experience makes a man react to trials in a way a boy won't act. Never let your past paralyze your future. Because it, 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 the, the, the past of Isaac would have paralyzed his future if he had behaved following the experience of his father. But what did Isaac do? Isaac found a word. Isaac did not move from a location, but he dealt with the location from a word position. Can I speak to my G's? 
They said I should graduate from homies to G's now. Can I, can I, can I speak? What? Can I speak to you to say you cannot ignore the word of God and grow? If you do, you're in what I call a lottery mentality. You can't. I'm, 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 I'm trying to find all the good ways to make you, to make us a current. But there's no current in the currency of heaven. That one doesn't change. It's the word. Can I say this again? You will never defeat any location unless you have a word. You won't prosper in your job, your marriage, your relationship, your finances and all that when trouble comes unless you find a word. From the source who is the word of life. I can close and we can go home. Reading your Bible should not be a job but a joy. Change the B to the Y. It's supposed to be a joy because when I'm reading the word, I'm finding something that will help me. Oh, and let me say this quick. Let me say this quick. Let me say this quick. Sometimes you can read the word and nothing jumps out at you because the word may not be relevant for now, but you may be faced with something in the future and you will remember you read something in the word that can help you for where you are. If you find a wife without the word, she will go without a word. <laughs> if you find a husband without a word, he will go without a word. And if you find him with your own word, so he will go by your own word. Because it is the word that keeps us. I am not faithful to my wife. I am faithful to the word that brought me to my wife. Ah, there are many other beautiful women around. And surely there are many other... She may struggle to find. <laughs> guys that are more handsome than she may struggle. But, you know, there are many that she can find and that I can find. But ah, ah, ah. Faithfulness is based on the word. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So when we have a location problem, which we both had, and I've shared with us so many times, we had a location problem, a child problem, the location did not defeat us because we were able to go to the word. Many of you are going to mommy and daddy and fighting mommy and daddy because your expectation comes from them. So you don't have a word. And you never thought, how did mommy and daddy get there? My child is asking, can I have your phone? No. Uh, but I'm your child. That's where it stops. <laughs> You've got to fight for yourself because when failure threatens, strive to receive a word from him because other factors become irrelevant when God has spoken. Are you, is this helping anyone right now? Hey, 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 look, I know, I know I'm struggling with this generation, 
But I will stick with you as long as I can. Because I know this generation wants everyone to do it for them. But I'm telling you, there's a place you get to in life that you have to do it for yourself. And I know you still don't believe me, but you have to do it for yourself. How long are you going to stay in your dad's house? We're soon going to kick you out. How long? There's going to be a time you're going to fight for yourself. Then even if you're still in your dad's house, he's not going to, to walk with you. Maybe he fought your principal. And then maybe he fought your university uh, rector. But there's a place he can't fight anymore. Oh, maybe you're now working in your dad's company. God bless you. Sooner or later you will find out that there will be some discontent within you if God wants you to do something on your own. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? It, you have to find a word because every environment is conducive for the covenant. Your covenant, which is the word, it goes with you. Without a covenant, without the word covering your life, you will remain a victim everywhere you go. That's the reason why you run from this job to this job to this job and you keep resigning from a job. You keep resigning from a relationship. You've been in four this year. Now, when we did mathematics, there, there are two things that happen. There's a what? Constant and variables. All the others were variables. You're the constant. And he's just saying, they don't understand me. I'm a good person. Who marked your script? Where? How much did you give yourself? Four. And if you're not careful, that's what will happen in your marriage. You run from different units. You run from different churches. You run from different jobs. You run from different relationships. You run from different banks. They're always making a mistake on your account. <laughs> You can't keep running. You, you're, you're doing a job. You're doing a career. You're, you're an artist. You're doing some. You're, 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 you're an actor. You're an actress. And then suddenly you get someone who's going into business or who is doing business online and you jump into it. Be you're jumping because you, 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 you haven't got a word for where you're supposed to be. Stay there. Why can't they come and join you on your success? Elisha found the situation was good, but the location was wrong. But his imagination was in the right direction. When you lack the word, you become unrestrained in your action. Jacob moved from poverty to slavery to productivity and to success by hearing the voice of God in a dream. The more the increase of the word, the more the increase of greatness in your life. A failure in the word of God is the principal reason for stagnation. And because I said I'll give you number two, let me rush over number two. So number one is what? Find a word for your location. Number two, can anyone just guess what I'm going to talk about? You find the word, and the next thing you should... No, so that's just not say anything. It's Bible study. Obey. Good. Anyone else? So it's someone saying something, Yeah? Hold on to the word. Yes. Anyone else? Someone said what? Thank you. 
Not only fight, obey and all that, that's next week. But for this week, you don't only find the word, but if you had read the scripture that I read with you, you have to learn to what? Speak the word. Because when we read the two scriptures that we said, the Bible says, so, he says, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. So the water remains healed to, to this day, not according to the word of God, but according to the word of Elisha, who became a resource of the source. So even if you find a word, you've still got to learn to speak it. Because if you find the word and all you're saying is, I'm ugly, so you are. When you've just read you know, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and then you, the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and then you're doing a research on the fearful. Why not do the research on the wonderful? Like, what does this fearful mean? Is it, does that mean that we can sometimes be ugly, but we can still be good? I don't care what the fearful... Fearful means the devil will fear me. That's all I will sit down. Fearful means wherever I tread upon, all demons must fear. That's all I do. But the wonderful one means I am... I'm wonderful. You may, the situation may not look like it, but I am in charge of my location. I am wonderfully made. Words will either tear you down or build you up. Your words determine your spiritual climate. So to move from doubt to faith, you have to got to start to eliminate unscriptural words from your mouth. He says it stayed there till today. That water never became bitter by the word of one man. Be consistently loaded with the right words. The words you speak today will chart the path to your destiny. Can I say this quickly because you might have forgotten this. The location is bad. So the location will tell you to speak the word according to the location. You have to speak the word not according to the location, but what? To the location. Are you following what I'm saying? Because if you keep talking about it for long, you will believe it. And what you believe it's a matter of time you will become. I kept saying to myself, I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a pastor, I'm going to be a pastor. And when I became a pastor, and then we started pastoring the church, I said, no, 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 this is not what God told me. God said, I'm going to pastor young people. I'm going to shape their lives. 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 So everybody who comes to this church from 0 to 80, they're young. That's why they're living long. Haven't you seen mommy? Look at her makeup. Look at everything. It's all in the place. She's keeping up younger. Every single time. I was sharing with some people. Because of the congregation, it shapes the way I think. When I'm in the gym, it's because of the young location. Just imagine you want to invite your friends to, a, to come to my church and then you see the pastor who's pregnant. You even won't be there. It's a passion. It's what I'm seeing. That makes us do what we do it. If I shave off all this, you will not know my age at all. I kept it there because people kept disrespecting me. <laughs> you have no idea what we are faced as a pastor. One mother said, that young boy is going to marry you. That young boy. Like, does he even know what he's doing? He says, yeah, he's not young. Yeah, I know him. He's got a 10-year-old boy. He says, mom, fortunately, the daughter, mom, how old are you? He says, I'm 50. He says, pastor's 51. Hey? 
But I kept saying my, my youth is renewed like an eagle. I will still be jumping at 70, jumping at 80, jumping at 90. Mm-hmm. A hundred I need to go to uh, by that time. Heaven sweet, man. <laughs> and the time you just say, okay, Lord, uh, I'm all right. I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. My dad, my dad, watch your ass. Yes, he enjoyed it. At that age, there was not too much trouble like all these ones here. <laughs> but my, my dad came recently. I said, Dad, we need to go to check up. He says, at 83, I'm cool. Uh, I'm all right. He says, uh, I'm fine. I'm going back to my father's land. I'm fine. I said, but get the result. I don't want to care about the result. I'm fine. At this age, I've lived a good life. I know he will live long. No stress. Whatever he has, he's com- comfortable with. And when he's not, he goes, he goes to the, on top of the mountain every Wednesday. I called him today. He says, you know where I am? I said, I just needed to drop some prayer points as you're up there. <laughs> he's my prayer contractor. So while you're up there, start praying. So I know he will live long. But the truth of the matter is, if you keep saying I'm unhealthy, you will be unhealthy. If you keep saying I have migraine, you will have migraine. If you keep saying I have a headache, ah, you have a headache. If you keep saying I'm sad, you'll be sad. You'll be sad, gladly sad. You have to open your mouth like the woman with the issue of blood. If I can just touch the arm of his garment, I will be healed. It's what she said that killed her, not the person. The person was the source. She was the resource that touched the source. So your words will either condemn you today or justify your season of greatness. Did you get anything from it tonight? Oh, bless God. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.com dot org dot uk alternatively call us on zero two zero seven four three five three nine three nine you can find us at the citadel worship tabernacle one three one st john's way n19 3rq archway london thank you for listening <laughs>